Welcome to The Week Ahead in Russia, RFERL's Monday podcast about significant developments and upcoming events in Moscow and beyond. I'm Steve Gutterman, and my guest this week is a rare guest on the podcast, uh, RFERL Enterprise Editor Carl Schreck. Uh, thanks very much for joining me today, Carl. Thank you, Steve. Great to be here. All right. Great to have you on. Uh, and the reason I asked Carl to be the guest this week is that he's been working on a pretty big story uh, that RFERL has just issued uh, in both English and Russian on the websites. Uh, it's by Russian service correspondent Sergei Khazov Kassia, and Carl created the English version, uh, translated and adapted it from the Russian, and also did additional uh, reporting and editing. Um, the story is a meticulous and revealing investigation into a phenomenon that I don't think has been covered all that much. Um, it's the involvement of the FSB, the police, and other state agencies in the theft of drop-by-drop uh, drop what ends up being massive amounts of oil uh, from pipelines and at other stages uh, between the oil well and the end user or export pipelines uh, uh, in Russia. Carl, I'll hand it over to you to describe what the investigation found. I mean, I guess a, a few key questions are, you know, what what is the scale of this oil theft and, and how deeply involved are the police and security services? Uh, but maybe the first thing to explain is, is how it works, like how the oil is stolen uh, in a country that one would assume would keep a close watch on one of its most lucrative exports. Yeah, so um, this uh, the investigation found a really industrial-scale theft of oil, um, uh, all the way, as you said, from the well uh, to the end user. Um, a, a lot of it is stolen during transport, but a key focus of this investigation was the role that illegal pipeline taps um, play in this theft. And, um, I mean, this is, it's, it's about as simple as it sounds as far as the mechanics. It's basically, um, you know, uh, usually organized crime groups uh, put, inserting an illegal tap into a pipeline um, and then getting a hose that in some cases can stretch for several kilometers and uh, siphoning off the oil into an awaiting tanker uh, or uh, even, a, even a river barge. Um, and uh, as the investigation shows, the, uh, you know, all of the, the, the ways that this tapping is done, all of the, the tricks that are used, for example, running the hose uh, near a reservoir so that any passersby or people driving by might think that the tanker is just filling up with water. Um, uh, or, you know, running the hose to a small shed where there's a, where there's a tanker truck uh, secretly parked inside. Um, and uh, so the, uh, as far as the scale of it is concerned, it's really difficult to get a grasp on it. The reporting on this phenomenon has largely been focused on individual incidents. So if you, you know, uh, go into uh, to Russian, uh, you know, the R Russian Google or Yandex and, uh, you know, put uh, pipeline taps, um, theft, you'll pull up uh, lots of individual incidents. Um, but what Sergei, what uh, Sergei Hazovkas's uh, investigation showed is that really what a um, what an organized uh, uh, organized effort this is, and at a at, at a very massive scale, it's tough to get a, a grasp on exactly how uh, great of a scale there is. 
um, there's not a lot of uh, a lot of really good data on it. We had an estimate from VTB Capital back in 2013, where they said the Russian budget probably uh, they estimated the Russian budget loses between 600 million. What was the equivalent? Then of six hundred million and one point two billion dollars um, due to oil theft. That's kind of the hardest numbers we could find. Um, uh, Sergey spoke uh, with a, a remarkable number of, of sources with insider knowledge of this, and um, you know they say that while there are convictions, people get caught. The schemes never. Um, never uh, really changed just some of the players do right and um sorry i obviously the the big finding in this was the critical role that that russian law enforcement um officers play in providing protection in organizing this um fsb uh, interior ministry officers traffic police as well as private security guards hired to um uh hired to guard, guard pipelines um, security uh, employees with security departments at oil companies, um, and as well as uh, uh, organized crime groups. So it's it's a big it's a big kind of chain of players here to uh, to, to steal the oil. And I guess uh, the 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 report and the investigation focused mainly on uh, Hanti Mansi uh, uh, Autonomous District, um, a, a very large actually. Uh, Region, even though it's part of Chimin, um, but um, but apparently the finding was that uh, essentially, and, and I guess Khantimansi is the source of what was it, forty uh, percent of the oil in Russia, um, but but I guess the finding was that um, uh, you know th- this is this this pipeline tapping and, and other methods are going on you know pretty much wherever there's oil being being pumped. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, the focus was on uh, the uh, Mansi uh, Autonomous Okrug um, because it is, as you said, about uh, responsible for about 40% of the of the oil that uh, that Russia produces. Uh, so obviously, it's a real hotbed. But uh, what the sources for this story said is that this is the the schemes um, and the players, uh, the type of players. Um, uh, highlighted in in this particular story uh, are pretty similar, as you said, anywhere where where uh, Russia is being pi- where oil is being piped in Russia. Right. Okay. Um, and now another thing uh, I think listeners might be interested in is a bit of the nuts and bolts of the reporting. Um, uh, Sergey uh, uh, is not available uh, today, but um, you know maybe run us through kind of how he gathered the information uh, that went into this detailed account of. You know, sort of an illicit industry within an an industry. Um, just maybe could tell us a little bit about the reporting that went into this investigation. Yeah, so this was um, just some really extraordinary shoe leather reporting. Um, you know, it's, it's it's interesting because you know so many high profile investigations these days are you know open source. You know, look at the amazing work that Bellingcat has done. Right. Um, you know, or, uh, you know, and corruption stories using you know analyzing uh, opaque offshore structures and high finance. And this was uh, a, you know a reporting feed that was just remarkable in that it was on the ground reporting, cultivating sources inside um, you know in, in, inside the oil industry there and with uh, you know either directly involved with or, or uh, di- directly familiar with. Um, 
this uh, criminal underworld, and that includes, you know, people close to organized crime, uh, security, uh, you know, security guards who, who guard pipelines, um, law enforcement officers. Um, so it was, it was really a, a remarkable amount of source work that Sergei managed to do, as well as tra- tracking down um, documentation from court documents um, that are not generally available to the public um, that that highlights um, the alleged involvement of FSB officers uh, in the, in this uh, oil in oil theft in, in the region. Um, uh, so yeah, it was it was really amazing to see this this his, his really deep reporting dive into uh, a world that is almost completely closed off from the from the general public. Uh, I, you know, obviously. Yeah, I mean, a couple of things that sort of really impressed me about it, as you say, kind of the breadth and depth of of the reporting, kind of old fashioned uh, um, investigative reporting, I'd say, uh, and also just the the way I. To me, it kind of reflects, you know, the the way um, organized crime and and the state seem to be seem to be kind of in, intertwined inextricably uh, in Russia. You know, the past uh, the past dec- a couple decades. Um, so, you know, I think it, it's sort of it's a look at obviously a huge uh, a huge um, uh, phenomenon that that's happening um, in, in one of Russia's uh, most lucrative. Uh, you know, export uh, industries, um, most lucrative industries, um, but it also says something about, I think, the broader, you know, the way the way uh, the way the country works and the way it's ruled. All right. Yeah, so- yeah. I mean, the, 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 both the both the FSB and the Interior Ministry, whose officers are implicated uh, in in this reporting, you know, they're both formally tasked with cracking down on. Um, on uh, oil theft and, and illegal uh, uh, pipeline taps, but as the report shows, um, they uh, officers from both both the agencies are very intertwined um, with uh, oil theft groups in in the region. Uh, okay. Um, all right, we're we're running out of time. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, now, for those interested in reading the story, uh, it's on rfrl.org. Uh, in English, and it's called the Great Russian Oil Heist. Also on the on the Russian site, uh, Carl. Thanks very much for joining me. Thanks so much, Steve. All right, I'll be back next Monday for another edition of the Week Ahead in Russia. Meanwhile, please keep an eye out for my Week in Russia newsletter on Friday. Thanks for listening.